Hello, hello, hello. How are y'all doing today? Today is day 44. And today we're talking about the chief cornerstone. Let's pray. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for this word. We thank you for your anointing, oh Heavenly Father. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your presence, oh Heavenly Father. Lord God, we invite you in, oh Heavenly Father. In Holy Spirit, we invite you in into the conversation. Holy Spirit, have your divine way on today. Holy Spirit, move in the way that you want to move and have your way. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name I pray. Amen. Now, today, day 44, the chief cornerstone. We're coming from Ephesians chapter 2, but we're going to go verses 19 through 22 today from Ephesians chapter 2. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, by fellow, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Let me say that last part again. That in, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit that you are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. You are being built together for a dwelling place of God. In the spirit. Mm. Now, Psalms, matter of fact, according to what I've, my understanding of the cornerstone. And is the cornerstone is the first stone set in the construction of a masonry foundation. And all the other stones will be set in reference to this stone. And this stone determines the position of the entire structure. And according to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, they that believe on him who is the chief cornerstone, being Jesus, believing that he is precious, will not be put to shame. But the disobedient, the ones who reject him, the chief cornerstone to them is a stone of stumbling. A rock of offense. That's why the gospel is so controversial, because the ones who really believe obey, but the ones who don't believe find it hard to obey. They find it hard to obey. They find it even hard to abide in the word. Why? Because they can't receive it because they don't understand it. And John 6 and 44 says that no one can come to Jesus except the father who sent Jesus draws that man. So I can understand how they will be forever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And it's not that the father can't draw them, but because they can't believe. You see, the scripture came up when Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And they said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he say he came down from heaven? You see, because of the familiarity, they couldn't receive from him and all that his broken body and blood was able to do for them. And that same mindset is still alive in some of the people today. Why? Because they believe in tradition and refuse to believe the truth that his communion 
makes us one through faith by believing in the word that was spoken in John 17, 21, that they all may be one as you, the father are in me and I in you that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me, which ties into me with me in my mentality, which ties into acts one and eight. And it said that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth or to the ends of the earth. And, the, and he said witnesses to me. Why? So that the world may believe. Acts 1 says witnesses to me. <laughs> but John 17 says so that the world may believe. Witnesses to me so that the world may believe. Carnality is dangerous. In fact, it's deadly. Because carnality breeds death by separation. Why? Because the carnal mind lacks the spiritual vitality or the spiritual maturity to subject themselves to the law of God. And what is the law of God? To love and to be holy as he is holy. It is not enough to be a good person. It takes faith. It's not enough to work at it. It takes believing that someone else paid the price. Who? Jesus paid the price so that you and I don't have to rely on what we can do, but to walk in what he has already done. Jesus is the cornerstone and every other stone is cut. Mm-mm-mm. To create the structure of the church based on the structure of the cornerstone. For the cornerstone is the absolute foundation. Jesus constantly says that I am, that I am, I am, I am. I am what? I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the vine. Without him, we can do nothing. He is the source. Mm. And there is no other way to the father except we go through what? Through the door. And the door is who? Jesus. Because he says that I am the door. Trust me, I know that the life of Jesus is hard to believe, especially when you look in the world today and we see all that there is and, th and that there is going on. And we say Jesus came to defeat all of this destruction <laughs> going on in the world. He did what? Mm. But we, as people, can't understand it until our eyes are opened. But our eyes can't be opened unless Jesus opens them. Our eyes can only be opened by him. And what I, the Bible says that if the eye is full of light, then the whole body is full of light. So how do we get this light in us? How can we come to this knowledge? By reading. And when we read, the more we read, the more we make ourselves subject to this word, the more that this word will till the ground that we are. You know, the Bible says that the, that, 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 that the sower came to sow seeds. The farmer came to sow seeds. Some fell on, 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 on stony ground. Some fell on thorny ground. Some fell by the wayside, but some fell on good ground. And we see that there is so much word being sown in today's uh, in, in the earth today. So much word is being sown in the earth today. 
but it's like everybody is not receiving it. And we're like, well, why aren't they receiving this word? This is good news. This is Jesus is coming for a church without spot or without wrinkle. And we think that we can do something about it, but we can't do anything about it because we cannot remove the spots or the wrinkles. But it takes Jesus's, it takes the power of Jesus to remove those spots and wrinkles. The Holy Spirit comes in. He's the advocate. He's the he's the comforter. He's the helper. He's the one that comes in and does the work. But we have to allow him because he's a gentleman. He's not going to force his way in. He's not going to kick in the door. He's not going to say, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. He's just going to tell you what the Lord says because he sits in communion with the Lord. We are sitting in heavenly places with him because what lives in us is in him. It's in heaven. It's with them, the God, God, the head and the son, Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth, you know, so we are, we are living this thing out. And I want us to understand as people. And because we can't do it on our own, because we can't do it in our strength, because we can't do it in ourselves, We have to believe everything in this book. We have to believe everything in this Bible. We have to believe everything in this Bible. Not some of it, not just the parts about God, but we got to believe the parts about Jesus. Not just the parts about Jesus and God, but we have to believe the parts about the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to come and the one that's going to help us. The one that's going to lead us into all righteousness. The one that's going to get us back to heaven. Because he's the one that's going to do the work. He's the one that's going to lead God and direct. He's the one that's going to tell us what's being said in heaven. He's the one that's going to help us do this thing called... I don't want to say Christianity, but he's the one going to help us do this thing called the godly walk. He the one that's going to help us be holy for he is holy. He going to help us be Christians or Christians, just like Christ, if we would just allow him to. And I think that that's where the, the, the rebuttal comes in. That's where we knocking heads at. It's because we don't want to listen to what somebody else has to say. But we want to lead ourselves. We want to lead ourselves. And for men, that's a very uh, understandable thing. Because men were made to lead. We were made to protect. We were made to provide. So when we come to Christ and we see that he's the one that's supposed to do all of this for us. And we like, okay, if he going to do all of that for us, then what we going to do? We're going to obey. We still going to be leaders, but we also going to be followers. Why? Because it takes a good follower to make a good leader. We are following what the Holy Spirit is telling us. He's the helper. He's the advocate. He's the one that's telling us what's being said in the heavenlies. And that's all I just, I just wanted to Talk about the chief cornerstone today. Jesus the Christ of Nazareth. The one that, 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 that died and rose again. Got up with all power so that we may have the opportunity to have life. Not only more abundantly. Not only eternal. 
but real life, the true life, not just living, because some people are just basically living. We just existing. We just existing. We just here on the earth existing. We we not focused. We don't have our mind set on purpose. We don't have our mind. We don't have goals set for ourselves. We don't have a vision. We don't have anything. We just merely existing. And there are people walking around just merely existing. I mean, with no sense of direction. I mean, don't know where they're going. Don't know what they're doing. They just, they, they just here. They just here. And, and I want you to know that this word right here, this word right here, the Bible, is what's going to help those people understand where they belong. When they, when they pick up that word and they begin to read it and they begin to read it and read it and read it and read it. Though they may not understand it the first two, three times. But by the time you get through the Gospels, there, be, there should be some faith building. There should be some faith building. Because the Gospel is repetitive. I don't want you to start in Genesis. I, I, don't, I don't want you to start there. I want you to start in the Gospels. I want you to start a math... Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I want you to start there because there is where the repetition is, is, is repetitious. And Jesus is revealing who he is. God is revealing who he is. The Holy Spirit begins to show up and reveal who he is. And then when we go into Acts, it lets you know, it, it lets you see firsthand what the Holy Spirit is doing in the believers. It lets you see firsthand that it's because of the Holy Spirit that they're not just mere men, but they are one with Jesus. They are one with the Father. Because just like I said, you know, which one was it? In, in John 6 and 44, it says that no one, no, not that one, not that one. Let me let me let me let me let me find this thing because because anyway I don't I don't even see it right now but anyway so that I can be Jesus the Father so Father and Jesus can be one and that we can be one through them look I know I saying a lot and it's John seventeen and twenty one. That they all may be one as you, Father, as the Father is in me, and I in you. That they also may be in us. Jesus talking about him and the Father being one, and that we may be one with them. And this is all possible. Why? Why? Because Jesus went away and prepared a place. He said, if I don't go away, <laughs> the advocate can't come. The helper can't come. He can't come. So I go away so that he can come and take, and take residence in you. The spirit of God. So the spirit of God can come and take residence in you. In a house that's not built by hands, in 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 a house, in a temple that's not built by hands. We are the church, not the building. 
Because God says I don't reside in the building, but I reside in the man. The building is the meeting place. And we have to understand that what Jesus did over 2,000 years ago is what's still giving us life today. When you look in the world, you see everything that's going on. You will figure to yourself, the end should have been here. But because his light still shines in and through us, he still wants to work it. He still wants to work it because he wants his church to rise. And the kingdom of heaven to come into the earth. Not the physical kingdom. Mm. But the structure of the kingdom. The power of the kingdom. The glory of the kingdom. He wants it to come into the earth. And the end won't come until this gospel is preached. Everywhere. All over the world. In every corner. On every mountain, across every ocean. And I know that we have television, we have internet, we have radio, and they all do their part. But every ear must hear this word. Every ear must hear this word. Because God wishes that none perish. But that all come to the knowledge of him. That's all I got for you. Lord Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for the day. I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this word. I thank you for vision. I thank you for understanding. I thank you for healing. I thank you for authority. I thank you for the people coming out of darkness into the marvelous light. I thank you for being the chief cornerstone. The one that the builders rejected. The one of whom the church is structured on. Lord God, I thank you that Jesus didn't give up, that he kept going and kept going until he said, until he said, until he said that it's finished. And he gave up the ghost. Not so that it can go back to heaven, but so that we could receive it back from you. So, Lord Heavenly Father, I thank you today for all that you are doing in, to, and and through us, your people, O oh Heavenly Father. We thank you for building our faith. We thank you for strengthening us to complete the race that you have set before us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all have a blessed day.